Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 126, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. I'm Anna Bernarski. I'm a staff writer and Game Cola's social media trash queen. I'm Diana Gray, GameCola.net's resident fangirl and a very lazy editor most of the time. And also with us today, we have a very new person on the podcast and on this staff, Matt Breslau. Please introduce yourself to Glorious Fanfare. Yay! <laughs> hey guys, I'm Matt Breslau. Yay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo, but Yay! I'm also a staff writer for Game Cola. Um, I'm all over the <laughs> internet, but now I'm also on Game Cola, and that's probably the best part about it. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look on the internet, Matt's there. Yeah. You didn't know it before, but now you do. Exclusive Game Cola content, right? <laughs> do your, do yourselves a favor. Don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> Except here. Look for him here. Look for here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's fine. Here here's Cola. fine. Look for Game Cola and you'll find him. You don't need to look for him. He's everywhere. That's right. Duh. Um. So uh, in, in celebration of that and in celebration of the fact that your first article here um, unless I missed one, I don't think I did. Nope, um, the one. Is the is the review of Super Mario Party, which came out recently? Yeah, yeah. A, from the, you know the general consensus is finally a good Mario Party. Yeah, and I was surprised actually. I mean, I saw the Nintendo Direct um, when it first got announced, and um, I had to scoop my jaw up off the floor. But um, I was still hesitant to to be happy. I guess, and that might sound cynical, but I was very disappointed with Mario Party 9 and 10, and I think everybody was. So yes. uh, I really needed to actually sit down and experience it firsthand to to know for sure whether or not I was going to like it. But uh, And then, as far as I can tell, you did. Yes, I loved it, actually. <laughs> um, from um, Based on the review. Yeah, I, I mean, if you guys haven't read the review, um, please, please read that review. Um, but yeah, I, I, I describe it pretty much uh, to the best of my ability, at least I would hope so. And, uh, oh, I loved it so much. Um, I think it does a great job of bringing Mario Party to the modern day. I mean, I grew up with pretty much all of them. There's not a Mario Party that I haven't played. And um, this might be up there in my top three favorites. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. There's not a single Mario Party that you haven't played, because there's some weird ones that I yeah. also have not played, but are <laughs> they're out there. That, that's, I guess, how much I uh, really enjoy Mario Party. I've tried out even the ones that, I knew weren't going to be the best. Like the there's like the DS ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the hand. Yeah, we don't the talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about the dark times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. I haven't had a chance to play it. I've you know I just got Mega Man, so that's kind of been eating my time. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, you like Mega Man? Yes, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> um, what? But, you need to stop uh, the entire podcast. What? <laughs> but um, it yeah, it's I w- I'm definitely one for the GameCube era of Mario Party. I first started playing Mario Party with my friends. Um, they had four and five. I think it was five actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a lot of five, and then when I finally started getting Mario Parties of my own, I got six, seven, eight, nine. Did not buy any after nine. <laughs> um, I still I have found, I went to I went searching through my games and I could only find uh, nine. I think six and seven and eight are packed up somewhere. But it's got the stupid car on it. But I didn't I didn't like I didn't like the car. But I did like um, Mario Party Four. I didn't really play the Nintendo sixty four games. I played a little bit of them, but I've seen a lot of the coverage that I've seen is of people who like think of the Nintendo sixty four as like the definitive Mario Party. 
And it's interesting to hear that perspective, but it's not exactly mine. But it's interesting because they did bring some stuff back from that. They brought back uh, the hidden blocks. Yeah. You can, yep. like, land on a space and a block just appears, and it, you might get a star from it. Uh, oh, yeah, and also, just, just so you know, they brought, like, the basic board game back. Like, with Mario Party, you've got the board. It's just, like, a board game set up. And then you roll a die... And you go a certain number of spaces, and your goal is to get to a star on the board with a certain amount of coins to buy the star. Um, and you get those coins by landing on certain spaces and winning mini games that happen after everyone takes their turn in a round. And of course, my favorite way of collecting any sort of coins or stars screwing over your friends, which is probably the best part about the game. Yes. <laughs> yes. They brought back being mean to your friends. I'm so into that wholly absent from 9 and 10. It's really the only part of the game that mattered. Yeah. You couldn't be mean to your friends because everything was just kind of like, uh, everybody gets some stars. It just kind of happens. There's no real strategy to it. But they they brought back being mean to their your friends. They brought back strategy with the new dice. That's really cool. Yeah, I really enjoy the new dice. And to be honest, it's probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Uh, it feels like you're actually making a choice every single turn. Because, like, it's, there's certain rounds of old Mario Party where, like, you roll a dice block, you move, and, like, that's it. And you're like, well, why did I even need to play this turn? Yeah. Uh, why didn't it just happen automatically for me? But now you've, like, you've always got some kind of choice. You always can micromanage a certain extent. It's a little bit random at the beginning, but, like, as you collect items and dice blocks from... Landing on spaces, you can land on spaces and you get allies, which basically means that they'll roll a dice block, a small dice block with you, and then also... Yeah, you get access to their dice block also, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um, So that's cool. Yeah, but there's just there's just a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. I would, I would, again, I would say, you've probably heard a lot of coverage of Mario Party. You should definitely check out the review on GameCola if you want more details, but I wanted to talk to you guys more about your experiences with the Mario Party franchise in general. So, real quick, what was the very first Mario Party game that you ever played? Uh, Mario Party 1 was my first way back in the day. What is a Mario Party? What is a Mario Party? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've, I've played it before. It's just, like, I think the first one I ever played was 8, like, at Coley's house. Because <laughs> I'm trying to remember, and I think that might be the first one. Unless I played it when I was a lot younger at, um aftercare at school god you just said the words aftercare and i just had flashbacks we can move on, <laughs> but too. i just wanted to it's just like oh okay yeah that uh diana what was your first one eight was the first and i think only one that i've owned so that was technically my first but i used to play i uh, i've played two i think noelle owns one and that was what we used to play uh because she always beats me because she's better at the mini games than i am because she owns it and then she lords it over me when she wins. One time I almost thought I uh, beat her, and it was the best day of my life, until she got, like, two bonus stars and beat me. And I was real upset. <laughs> it was not a good night for our friendship. <laughs> you don't play Mario Party to, 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 you know, save the friendship. You play Mario Party because there's a little part of you, right in the back of your mind, that really, really hates everybody else. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> in, in our friend group, uh... We have one friend who doesn't really play it with us very often, my best friend, and then Coley. And the two of them will get really into it, and they're like, we're going to play 99 uh, turns. <laughs> and I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I want to do something <laughs> <else> tonight. 
I once tried to play a 50 turn game and I would I would absolutely do it but I cannot find a single person. <laughs> I, yeah, I love Mario Party. My sisters Party, but wanted I can't to do that once and I was like guys, we're not going to be able to live with each other. I all everyone I play with always even struggles which is 20. <laughs> yep, 20, sometimes 20 30. Is already a lot. Mm-hmm. Right people. I don't think I could go. Mm-hmm. We usually do 20. Yeah, I think the the rounds are well, actually, no. I guess they're they're kind of longer in in Super Mario Party because there's all this like extra. Well, yeah. I mean, the, honestly, the, the game kind of crawls along, and I think that's because you know something you actually said is they put a lot of care into the animations and making sure the graphics look really stunning. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely do, and I'm a big fan. Um, but because of that, and also they want to make sure that newcomers can come into the series um, and pick it up pretty easily. All of the text crawling is very slow, so it's easier to read, and everything just takes a long time to do. Um, even though the boards are smaller and the mini games are faster, I feel like this Mario Party takes longer to play for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely. I've I've only watched gameplay so far, but that's definitely been my impression of like things. Just every like all those extra frames of animation just add up after a while. Yeah, they really do. And um, they try to streamline it a bit, like. You've got, like, your basic menu, and, like, you can just click a directional button instead of selecting from the menu. Mm-hmm. But, like, it still, it still just, like, adds up over time. All right. So we've got one, eight, and eight. <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, five for me. So, okay, new question. For those who have played more than one <laughs> of the Mario parts, uh-huh. wh- what, which one is your favorite? Um, for me... I would say I like the boards of 7 a lot of Mario Party 7 because like there there's cool stuff with them but they didn't like like Mario Party 6 has like this theme going on where you've got like every 3 turns it goes from day to night and then night to day which is yep. like interesting but like every single board has that mechanic and it gets a little stale after a while. Um, really? In Mario Party 7 it just has Bowser time happens after I think like five-ish turns it's five and yeah and it just happens it's but like what there's some like consistent things throughout each board but like a lot of them are just board specific and they're not really connected to any greater theme it's just like something interesting happens every five turns usually usually it's more like something interesting happens every 10 turns because one of them is usually just oh everybody lost 10 coins because you get to take a picture right and then you you don't i I think it's funny that sometimes you get the picture and sometimes Sometimes you don't don't. and sometimes bowser's in it which is my favorite (laughs) when he like jumps out in front and he's like oh no i got in the way and i'm like you did that on purpose yeah okay (laughs) it doesn't serve any mechanical purpose no it doesn't like there's a lot of variation built into that one little bit and seven also has eight player mode yeah which is mm-hmm. yeah eat it smash brothers <laughs> you can play eight players and there are eight player mini games that are really interesting but i do think some of the mini games with six are better and there are a couple of interesting boards in mario party 6 too but i think i would pick seven if i only had to play one mario party for the rest of time i think it would be seven it's a good choice yeah i'm really uh excited to see how a player works because the runaway guys are playing seven right now and they haven't gotten to that yet <laughs> I'm very intrigued because I never played it myself. I have uh, I've tried the eight player mode, and um, I I will. It's fun. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't play it with eight people because mm. <laughs> no one's got problem. Yeah, there was one time in college where I got uh, a bunch. Like there was a bunch of people over, 
And it was like, it was like a kind of a late night. I think we were, we were waiting for something to happen. I don't remember. But like, we were all just waiting around and someone mm. was like, hey, let's, let's play uh, a video game. And I was like, I have, but there's, and someone else was like, yeah, but there's more than four of us. Are we going to have to take turns? And I was like, Mario ah. Because <laughs> a lot of people, a I will say, a lot of people are intimidated by Smash Brothers. Because yeah. there's, there is some, te- like, Smash Brothers is not fun unless, like, there is a general, like, yeah, like you have to kind of level. There's, like, a general, like, everybody, like, you can have fun with Smash Brothers if you're not good at it, as long as everyone else is also not good at it. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if there I are agree. any significant skill differentials, then it's just not fun for whoever is, well, whoever, if it's, it can, whoever is below the top. <laughs> you, if, if you're a yeah. much better than everyone else, it is still very fun to play. But Mario Party is an equalizer. Like, you you can, there's still certain things where, like, yes, if you're good at all the mini games, you'll probably have more coins than everyone else. But it's not coins that matter in the end. It helps, but it is not the deciding factor. And I think that's that's an interesting balance of, like, you can clearly see if there are skill differentials, but that doesn't mean that's who's going to win. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of like that, even though in the end it's pretty random, like, there is still this indication of how well you are doing present. So it doesn't feel completely random, even though it pretty much is. Yeah. I, I, I recall a game, a friend of mine had never played Mario Party before, so also to answer your question, I can actually do these in the same breath, my favorite Mario Party is 3. And um, he said he had never played a Mario Party before, so I invited him over to play it. So I grabbed another friend who had played Mario Party before, and the three of us sat down and embarked on a journey in Mario Party 3 against the computer. And he was performing incredibly poorly, the entire game, but the cool thing about Mario Party is, like you said, it's the great equalizer, TM copyright registered. So, at the end of the game, <laughs> on the last turn, he got chance time, and he swapped stars with me, who was in first place with five stars, and he had zero and he won the game. <gasps> so, <laughs> nice. And I'm still, I'm still upset about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Nintendo 64 Mario Parties did not mess around. Like, no. They... They've definitely toned down a little bit how much of an upset there can be. Yeah. Um. I think in Super they try to make it so that like those random events, when it's ran, when it's completely random, it's usually someone gets things that puts them ahead instead of someone takes things away from another person. Yeah. They they try to, and there there are a couple like in the very end game there are a couple. There's like there's the bad luck spaces that become the very bad yeah. luck mm-hmm. spaces or the extra bad luck spaces at the end of the game, um, and like there it's like person give your star to person in last place, but like the, it's je- definitely more focused on like the the switch ups are either smaller or they're they're in situations where it's like there has to be some sort of dis- decision being made like. Having Lakitu, spending 30 coins on Lakitu to steal a star from someone. Yeah, which I um, mean, There's less, granted. you land on a space, and all of a sudden you get five stars and someone else loses five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and actually, I'll be honest, I was a little bit upset to see that there was no return of, like, um, the chance time, or as it's called in the later Mario Party's reversal of fortune in Super Mario mm-hmm. Party. But, you know, recalling that it's also built for more casual players to start enjoying the Mario Party franchise, I kind of understand precisely why they decided not to do that. Chance time. The other thing about (laughs) um, Super Mario Party 
is that it's the game changes based on what is happening within a board, right? In, a, right. in most other Mario Party games, things just sort of happen and there's an equal chance of anything happening whenever. In Mario Party, in Super Mario Party, like the items that you get as the game goes on gets different. Um, certain thing, like the amount of, one of the big things is like the amount of bonus stars you get is dependent on how many turns you take. Yeah. Which I don't think has been the case before. No, that this is the first time. I actually didn't even mention that in my review because I didn't realize it because I always played the same amount of turns, 20. Yeah. Every time. Does 20 still give you three? Yes. Okay. I think it, if you play, I know if you play 10. You play 10 or 15, it's two. No, 15 I believe is two because I watched a, um, I watched a pro Jared plays of, a Mario Party, mm. Super Mario Party game where they played 15. I'm fairly certain there were only two. Um, don't quote me on that, though. You guys should find that out for yourself. But I think that it's every 10 turns is another bonus star. That's interesting. I kind of like that. I like that, too. Mm. So, like, but there's a bunch of cool scaling stuff in that that I, I appreciate. Um, here's the other big thing that I've heard. So, like, all of the boards are pretty small and compact. Mm-hmm. And apparently this is because of the two-player, like, team mode that's built into the game. Yes. There's basically a mode where you you and another person are on a team, you each roll dice blocks, and you move anywhere on the board that you want, but, like, the number of spaces that you rolled. And so it's all about, like, positioning and stuff. And all and it's the same board that you play on. And I had I saw some people talking about how it was interesting, but it seemed like that was the original game mode because all the boards are sort of designed around that concept. But then they, like, brought back the the basic mode and put that in on as, like, the front seller, even though, like, the main thing that they were working on and the thing that the game is designed around is, like, is now, like, the bonus mode, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. I haven't seen anyone. I've also, I don't have it yet either. I've only watched a couple playthroughs of boards because I wanted to see what the boards looked like before I committed to it. And I haven't seen anyone tackle the team play yet, but I've really liked what I've, I liked the mini games that I've seen so far. So I probably will have to get it at some point because my sisters will want it. Yeah, they're so. all a lot of fun. Actually, one thing I've noticed about the mini games, um, since you brought it up. I've noticed that uh, when you first start the game, obviously, as with any Mario Party, a lot of them are not unlocked yet. And they're represented by, you know, the trick or question mark in the menu when you scroll through the roulette. But I think the game incentivizes mm-hmm. unlocking mini games as soon as possible because more often than not, the roulette wheel will stop on a game you haven't yet unlocked. And I actually really like that. Yeah, it's, it's int- like, I think there's, there's a balance of it because, like, you want people, like, if, people want to play mini games you don't you want I, I think it would be interesting to look and see which ones are the ones that start out unlocked yeah that is that is interesting um of course there's also the 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 online multiplayer everyone in case you haven't heard it's bad you, you <laughs> i have heard you have that. A very yeah. limited like you can just play some mini games with each other online yeah and like it changes every week but it's only like a small subset of yeah them it's only 10 week. Time. it's weird it's you, I mean, like, go anywhere, you'll hear people complaining about it. I don't want to dwell on it, but you should be warned. But it does, like, and this is something with Switch stuff in general. I appreciate that it's been started and that there's room for improvement. Of course, it is silly. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give them credit for, like, doing something that I feel like, I feel like making all the mini games available shouldn't be that hard. I don't know for sure, but it seems odd. Uh, it seems strange yeah. that that is the case. But... 
it leaves me hope that at one day, one day, we will be able to play Mario Party Online. It's the sort of thing with a lot of Switch games where it's like, I see this, and yeah, the base game, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and like Super Mario Party or anything else. Yes, they are flawed. They have flaws. But what I like about them is like, I can look at it and see like, these are things that could be fixed and like you can still take this base game and make something really, really, really good. If you fix these things, like these games are good and they also have potential. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like with Super Mario Party, Super Mario Party probably leans a little bit more on the potential than is good. I'm not saying it's bad, but like I think there's a lot more potential in there than and I think other Switch games like Odyssey and Breath of the Wild live up to that potential a little bit better yeah. than Super Mario Party does. But if this is Mario Party coming back, I think I think this is a good step forward, especially from mm-hmm. Mario Party 9 and 10. We all agree, right? Like, I just yes. want to be 100% oh, yeah. sure. We all agree that Mario Party 9 and 10 were dumb and stupid. And yep. Yeah. Right? I, okay, I will cool. say, just to play devil's advocate... Um, Mm, you're playing with fire here, man. <laughs> Be careful. First episode. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't want to get worry. kicked off the podcast. Joke can kick first you. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, um, you know, totally polarizing. Um, I will give 9 and 10 credit because, you know, they tried something new. And even though people didn't like it, myself included, hey, everybody, I don't like it either. Uh, <laughs> um, they do still have strategy, although it's very surface level. So, again, I feel like for someone coming into the series, maybe they might be able to enjoy 9 and 10. But once they play a real Mario Party, I feel like that enjoyment will totally drop off and they'll develop a preference for standard Mario Party. That's fair. I always, I've always said that Mario Party 9 and or 10 would have worked really well as a single board, right? If there was a board that was focused around everybody moves together oh, in yeah. one Mario Party game, yeah, then that would have been fun. I didn't really even think cool about that. and really interesting. But a whole game of it is not fun. <laughs> Especially when you're all pretty much actively trying to hate each other. Yeah, I also don't like it. It does everything in its power to make you not hate each other. You hate it, so you hate the game. So you hate instead. it for not letting you the hate each other. The whole way that Mario Party <laughs> succeeds is tricking you into getting mad at your friends for the mean things <laughs> it does to you. So literally, Mario Party 9 and 10 don't do that. So then you're just mad and you can't direct your anger anywhere. Mario yeah. Mario Party not the game. mad at the game. You have to, the game has to trick you into being mad at your friends instead of itself. Yeah. But Mario Party 9 and 10, you just get mad at the game. Mario Party 9 and 10 have this, this strange quality where you, you want to be mad at your friends for, you know, consistently getting in your way. But the unfortunate truth is, you need them. And (laughs) in the other Mario Party games, you can just walk, you know, you can waltz around the board going, Turning this car around! You can waltz around the board and other Mario Party's going, yeah, I don't need you. I got this star. Without your help, I don't need your coins. I don't need you in this minigame. I'm good. I'm on my own. But other people's roles in Mario Party's 9 and 10 contribute to where you go. So if they're not playing, if they're not helping you, you can't win. Mm-hmm. And that just takes a lot it's just a lot away from the competitive aspect of what I like about Mario Party. And about Mario Party yep. in general, I'd say. Um, I think I think we've you know you know what it is you know is more is it's more more like more like Mario Farty. <laughs> Can we kick him off? I mean, <laughs> nope. <laughs> get out, I'm podcast commander. I'm in charge. Take it out with Jenny. 
Um, what, how, Jenny, what? Uh, can you fire Joe? He keeps making terrible jokes. Yeah, hi, Jetty. Yeah. I know I'm the newbie uh, and everything, but... Uh, <laughs> Jetty, uh, Jetty is well aware of the <laughs> yeah, There is no way in any f- facet of reality that Jetty is not aware of how I run this ship. Um, <laughs> other, other gaming news, um, a little bit less, like, great little less positive mm. um there's been the, the you've probably heard circling around the i mean and it's a greater discussion but like the what sort of kicked it off was um the team behind red dead redemption 2 which is a game we talked about um started talking about well they started advertising how many work i think it was like a hundred hour work yeah, week plus. or something like that which I gotta admit is a pretty e- is a pretty good soundbite to remember. A hundred <laughs> is a big old number there. Yep. Um, the problem is, is that people are remembering it because that is a lot of that's a lot of time to be on a video game. Yeah, and it's sort of led to this greater discussion about um, like the the sort of work environment of the games industry. I, I mean, I, I don't want to just like sit here and and like just talk talk by myself about it like what did you have you guys like sort of run into that discussion at all yeah yeah uh i mean i've been more in tune with the uh the telltale business because that too because there's actually been a lawsuit which i actually need to check up on and see how that's doing i read through their complaint when they filed it so i haven't i mean i haven't seen anything from rockstar yet and i don't about if they're if the employees are actually taking action or if they're just okay with it but i'm interested to see what where it goes as it develops i don't know obviously what's going to happen there's no way that people are gonna you know boycott the game or anything because it's such a huge deal it's definitely it's definitely tarnished press about it but i don't think it's gonna be in a way that affects sales i think no. at this because it's too, it's too close to when it's coming out too many yeah. people are, are, have already like like decided long ago that they were getting oh yeah game. the hype has already and happened like, and people are already you know they've already made their plans to buy it and nothing's gonna stray mm-hmm. them from that path and there just hasn't been that much time for the story to spread right like if this had been like a year ago like the story could have spread, and like maybe it would have like had more been more of a deciding factor. But I think a lot of you know, like we're you know all here on a video game news and discussion podcast. We're all like at a to a certain extent kind of tuned in to what's going on. But most people aren't. Most people aren't checking Twitter every day to see what video game companies are doing and what com- people are complaining about them. And so like a lot of people just know that they really like the first Red Dead Redemption and they're going to get the second one. Um, I haven't played either, so I can't really, like, you know, the fact that I'm not getting it is not really a moral statement either way, because <laughs> I wasn't going to get it anyway. Yeah, I'm right there with exactly. you. Um, Same. I will say, uh, just to check up, because can you, for people who aren't familiar with it, what is the, what's the Telltale situation, especially because you've looked Yeah, uh, it hasn't been updated since end of September. It's been about a month, which isn't surprising, given the legal system, but... I read an article about Telltale being hit with a lawsuit, uh, class action for breaking labor laws, because they didn't um, give proper notice uh, for the laying off of all those employees. Because Telltale Telltale closed down, right? Yes, basically. That's the big picture. I don't know if it's actually happened yet, but the layoffs happened September 21st, 
And then um, it says 25 people remain to just like finish up everything that they're working on. So under a certain act in California, because that's where Telltale is located, they have to give employees that are fired at least 60 days advance notice before they're terminated um, or they're subject to financial penalties which is basically, it's not just a fine, it's like um, uh, affected employees get back pay and benefits for every day that they didn't warn them. Oh, wow, I didn't so know So in this case, it's the full 60 because they didn't tell them until the day of. So if the plaintiffs win the lawsuit, that's what they'll get. I think most of the employees, if not all of them, are involved because it's a class action Sorry, I'm looking that's over what, the. That's what class action. Means. I mean, it I it just means that there's more than one. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're all <laughs> right. involved. I'm looking over the complaint right now. I mean, based on for further context, listeners, um, Diana knows things about the law. I think that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a succinct version, not just from playing Ace Attorney, like it, like actual real world law stuff. I'm only a one L. Don't flatter me too much. It's more L's, okay, more L's see, than me. I'm a, like, you could like you would probably say, oh, and you, I'm a zero L. I'm like a negative twelve L. I just don't do anything for fear that it might be illegal. That's basically how I run yeah, my life. I just let other people so... tell me the law, and I go, uh huh, uh huh, okay. <laughs> um, but so like, I guess, and again, I understand L1. Well, even though I just learned that term today, I, I think I can get the context of it. It's one. Um, it's one, one Yeah, sure. So I guess you didn't learn it. A single L. <laughs> um, yeah. But how many W's? How many wins? You've only had one uh, time. Jetty. Um, Jetty. No, but, 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 uh, how, um... Like, how do you see, I mean, obviously it's going to take a while because that's just the legal process, but how do you see this telltale situation developing? Like, do you think that, that it, like, people are going to get compensated? Because, like, I guess my concern as a complete layperson would be, like, yeah, it's all well and good that, like, oh, they didn't do it and that's bad and they need to get the money for it. But, like, if they went out of business, quote unquote, like, they probably don't have money. And I don't know what happens if they don't have the money to, like, pay the people, like yeah, what happens. that's where things are going to get tricky, because based on what I'm reading here, the act in particular that um, that they're accused of violating, the one that requires you to give 60 days notice, it has a exception in some states in like business circumstances. So like if it was something that couldn't be avoided, I would assume that's what that exception says. But the California counterpart to that act doesn't have that clause. So unless they're able to pull an amazing attorney out that uh, can successfully argue that that clause should apply to them, even though it's not generally applied in California, then they might be okay. But otherwise, they're probably going to be in trouble. Uh, they're going to have to pay all of the employees that they fired that are part of the lawsuit. 60 days back pay and benefits because right now they're only getting they were only getting benefits for a month so that should have expired by now actually so so but like where is that like i guess if you're in a situation right where you didn't pay people and then you also like you you also lost all your money so like you should have paid them but then also you spent money on things that you shouldn't have because you should have been paying people instead or saving that money to pay people instead. But now you don't have that money anymore. 
what happens? Like, where does the money come from? I would assume that they are going to have to just file for bankruptcy and see what they can get if they really don't have the money. It looks like it's because someone pulled out funding. Uh, that's why all of this happened. Like, and so they're... Hang on, I'm seeing if there's an update on... Oh, no, that's just about the class action. Uh, complaints... The, the complaint seeking a judgment that they pay wages, salaries, 401k, like all of that stuff that they would have gotten during those 60 days. So basically, if they can't pay it, they're going to be in trouble. And they're probably, I mean, I'm guessing, I haven't taken like workers comp or anything yet. I'm only on my basic like legal studies, but I would assume they're, they're going to have to come up with the money somehow. So probably bankruptcy so that's the only thing but it's still really early on we're gonna see what telltale manages to come up with i would assume they hopefully have a plan or a really good attorney <laughs> those are their only two options right now this is something that i kind of uh i didn't even realize it was happening until i noticed like a, a thumbnail in the sidebar of the, the related videos on youtube that was like how telltale shut down in less than a week and i was like excuse me it was scary. I'm honestly surprised they got the class action filed that quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's good that they did, because I don't know how long statute of limitations is on workers' comp, or if there is one, but I'm honestly surprised they got it all together that fast. But I'm sure there are actually a lot of attorneys in the gaming community that kind of jump on this stuff, mm -hmm. so I'm sure they had people reaching out to them, like, immediately, oh, offering, yeah. offering aid. It's an interesting situation, and I'm keeping my eye on it to see where it goes. I'm curious if, um, if anything else like this has ever happened. Um, I mean, there have been numerous lawsuits. Not that I found in my research. If you're talking specifically in the gaming community, not that I found, but I haven't done that deep of a dive, yeah. so... Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very familiar with a lot of game history, and there are a mm. lot of interesting lawsuits, but I think this is the first I've heard of something of this caliber, where all of the employees are turning on the company. Yeah, that's, it's the first I've heard, too. And I've, I've done some research on, lawsuit, on lawsuits of and, kind. And for something related to, to, to pay and not, like, workplace environment. Because there's been yeah, a lot there's of workplace a lot of that. environment yeah. controversies. Let's be real. We've, we've actually talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, um, actually, uh, speaking of that, I actually want to correct something that I said on the episode where we talked about that. I was thinking about it the other day because I did a little bit more research on it uh, after I listened to that episode, uh, which was fairly recently because I am super behind on everything. Just, just to be clear, uh, that, that the topic that we were talking about was um, it was around the time of Detroit Become Human and yeah. David Cage and mm -hmm. what even, what is this place, what is this thing called? Quantic. I didn't do re Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream. Um, yeah, I usually <laughs> look behind the curtain. I usually get familiar with the terms for the purpose of the podcast and then immediately forget everything. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so just that's context if you haven't listened so, uh, to that episode. When I was talking about it, I for okay, I did this research like two weeks ago. Uh, so I don't actually remember exactly what I said. But when I was talking about past lawsuits, I forget if I, it's not the first time that it's been brought up, like the workplace harassment has been brought up against Quantic Dream, but it is the first time that an employee has won, I think. Mm -hmm. If that's, mm. if that's what I said, then it's the opposite. Because <laughs> uh, okay, I was wait. listening to it and I was like, wait, I said something wrong here. Okay, Say, wow. say the true, say what is the correct I'm thing I'm Googling it again. 
I should have bookmarked it. Dream. Let's let's say that like as as much as I would like to refer people back to the original. I know. Podcast, I don't know what I said either. David I... Cage's David Cage's oh, David traveling Cage. octopus. Um, traveling. Search that. Yeah. Um, um. We talked about Octopath Traveler yeah, too. And the octopus. We don't. We don't usually get super meta about it. Like I. I I do not have a process for naming the podcast. I usually I try to come up, like, immediately after, I try to come up with some kind of joke. And if that fails, I listen to it again and try to come up with some kind of joke that is both, <laughs> like, humorous and also descriptive. And it's a difficult balance to reach. Not something that, like, that you I can read. tell what the podcast is going to be about without it just being a list of topics in the title. I was I was oh, hanging with Nathaniel once, actually, and... um he was he was doing um these stream archives and he was putting one of his videos up on YouTube to archive it and it was a Crystallis video, of course. And I remember the two of us spent like a full hour just brainstorming a, a punny title for the video because we couldn't really glean anything out of the material in the video itself. So that was honestly that was okay, a lot of fun it. trying to be funny on purpose with no one else around. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. When I'm late at night, like drawing a little smiley face on Mario's nose, and I'm like, nose, and I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Comic. I've reached the <laughs> okay, pinnacle of humor. I found There's it. Else. Okay, let me let me fix what I said before because I'm pretty sure I said this incorrectly um, on the podcast. So suits have been brought against Quantic Dream for workplace environment violations before. But it's the first time that an employee won. Okay. Was this past one? I wanted to make I because that's kind of awkward to get wrong, uh, and I'm pretty sure I did. So I, I think I misread the article when I was re researching during the podcast, as I do often. Well, it's fixed uh, now. Okay. So yeah, just wanted to fix that. Sorry for derailing your. Um, that's fine. I Red took Dead a, Redemption I... discussion into Telltale, <laughs> but <laughs> I knew more about that. I, I th this this topic of games of like you know sort of the more industry stuff is something that we don't get into as much but like these days like you know before you might be in a situation back in the day where like you need like contacts like you know within the industry to get this kind of information but nowadays it's just like you know you've got twitters and pe and employees are sort of there and a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is a lot more public now um, you just need so people it's... to break it down that's what i'm here for <laughs> right, so I, yes, exactly. Even though Thank I know you, nothing Diana, about this. for gracing us with your presence. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I do what I can. But I'm yeah, it's something that it's like a category of it that I think us in this time period are uniquely positioned to talk about as this sort of like independent, free, free time website podcast. Like, there's no way that we could do something like this like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know what was going on with this sort of thing, yeah. even if Diana was as good at law back then as she is now. Um, <laughs> Not good at law. So moving on. <laughs> you better be. You better I'm working on it. there soon. It's a work not. in progress. <laughs> um, I've been in law school for like two months. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you haven't learned all law in two months. Come on, Diana. No. I'm not. And my how long have you been playing Ace Attorney, Diana? <laughs> you know, Ace Attorney, the most, the most accurate. Okay, accurate. <laughs> one of my sub goals on Twitch is actually playing through the entire series in chronological order and saying everything that's wrong. Good. 
<laughs> it's gonna be an adventure. <laughs> just just a big just a big screenshot of each of the game like boxes and it just says all. What's wrong with this all? <laughs> There's actually a pretty funny video where a lawyer, like a real lawyer, watches the first episode of the anime and says everything that's wrong. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Much everything. It's um, pretty much everything. I didn't watch it for a long time because I was really mad that I didn't get to do it first. But it's it's pretty good. I liked it. You should look it up. My other favorite thing related to that is like it's like a screenshot with subtitles. It's two screenshots with subtitles that I think are from uh, the TV show Parks and Recreation. Um, where it's like Phoenix talking to, um, what, what's the name of his, like, mentor? Mia? In Mia. The first? Mia. Oh my god. It's like Phoenix talking to Mia, and he's like, he says something like, you know, sometimes you just gotta not think and go with your gut. And Mia says, so you admit that you weren't thinking. And, and it cuts to another shot of the parrot at the testimony stand. And Phoenix says, yes, I cannot stress how much I was not thinking. <laughs> that is perfect. Wait, I'm, I'm, oh God, I'm going to try and find this particular image that I wanted. That's amazing. Moving on, because we're, we're, we're getting along through the content of this podcast. And by content, I mean my timer says... A certain amount of time that suggests that we need to make sure that we get to this um we have a fan question <gasps> Hooray! Hooray! this one was actually submitted to the game cola discord you can Whoa. find an invite link to the game cola discord in uh the social media channels i'm talking to jetty about seeing if we can figure out a way to get it put on the uh on the website like social media things you can usually find it in most podcast articles too um, like it's one of the the links in there. Come have fun with us, a party. But yeah, so this this question was submitted through there by a uh, game cola super fan, Kue Kuatsu. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Time he posted how to say his name, but that was yeah. like well over yeah. a year ago. But I don't remember. Um, I'm sorry. It's not his actual name. No. So I don't feel that bad for not being able to say it particularly ele- particularly elegantly. Like I just said those words. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, here's the question. The game Cola Staff is now the stars of the new RPG Tales of Aim... Oh, okay, wait. No, sorry. Alakama. Alakama G. We're so sorry. Which is just game Cola back. <laughs> ah, colon okay. I needed that clarification. Thank you. Alakama G. <laughs> which role archetype do you each fill for example who's the main character the healer etc um i can start while while you guys are thinking (laughs) um my like archetype is definitely like the off support class like not the healer but the the character that does like support moves that like boost attack or boost defense or like let you move twice in one turn but like specifically does not heal you <laughs> maybe like frustratingly so um i mean yeah so that that would be my role i can't really i'm trying to think of like examples of that type of character i think like sometimes you have healer builds that can do that like you'll have like things where it's like oh you can make this character a healer or you can make this character more of a more interesting support class. But the only things that I can really think of, uh, for examples, are like from Overwatch, where it's like, oh, um, where you, you know you've got Lucio with the speed boosts, 
Um, you got Mercy with like the attack boost, mm-hmm. but they all also heal. So I don't know if it's if it's that that specific. Um, what about what about the rest of you? Do you, do you have any opinions about where you would be? When I play Dungeons and Dragons, I usually go for kind of middle of the road. I I love to play Magic, so um, well Magic the Gathering and also Magic users. <laughs> so when I play, I usually play something sort of like a druid or a wizard, something that adds a lot to the damage we deal, but at the same time, I really, really do help the party. Not just in, in ways of you know, casual support, but I want to be able to heal too. I guess I want to be like a renaissance man when I play RPGs, so that I guess that would be my kind of archetype, like the druid or cleric, it's something right, like that. What, what... What I am, the impression that I am getting is like the very base, co- base level concept of the red mage from Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. That's totally me. That's anytime I play any sort of RPG, that's me. Yeah. That, that, that seems like not necessarily like, you know, super focused in on one thing. Yeah. I, I want to know. Like... I want to know every bit of magic and I want to use them all poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That was going to be my character trait. <laughs> I think for me, when I play, like, long RPGs like that, I usually, the only one I can think of that I'm really, that I, you get to, like, choose, I generally stick to magic, because when I play Fire Emblem and stuff, always magic. All of my magic users get leveled before anyone else. So, probably Mage. How I play D&D, really, is probably a lot of who I'd be. Not healing people when I get upset with them. Uh, <laughs> the Vengeful. I am the vengeful mage, really. I also like to steal things. So sorry, Anna. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Anna. I don't want to step on your toes, but I have a pretty good idea of what your answer is gonna be. <laughs> thief, 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 thief. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm, I'm physically very weak, but I'm very agile. <laughs> and honestly, that's why. It's not just because I love them. It's because that's what I would do. The only problem is that sometimes I am the clumsiest goddamn person in the world. <laughs> That's the only problem here, but that or like... I th- Okay, wait, I just thought of a good, good, like, character comparison for who I would be. Probably Cyrus from uh, Octopath. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's probably... Who, who I would draw inspiration from. Just like a scholar mage who also doesn't understand that women have a thing for him. I just finished his chapter three last night. <laughs> Diana, do you often find yourself in this situation where oh, you no. realize that women have a f- thing for you? Never. <laughs> or, I guess you wouldn't know. I would wouldn't you? know, like, would I? Yeah. <laughs> if it was up to me, like, I think, I would think what would end up happening probably is that James, um, James Pelster would probably end up being like the, the, not like I don't want to say basic, like as in like bad, but like like just like the this the protagonist, you know. I mean, like yeah. in the Secret of Man and RPG cast, he's the he's the protagonist who uses a sword, and like maybe the sword is magic, but he's not magic. Like, and I feel like that is something that I would have said even before the Secret of Man RPG yeah. cast. I discovered this while we were doing um, the hacks and slash, the Smash Brothers one, whatever it was called. <laughs> I don't remember. But the Smash Brothers, like, James is very good at doing that, like, everyman protagonist, yep. like, character. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if anybody needs to be, like, the front man. It's um, James. I demand that it, someone yeah. draw this now, by the way. Um. Let's see. I, I have the, um, uh, I found the uh, quote. Post it, post it, post it. Uh, it, I believe this is a chapter two Cyrus quote. Uh, oh, woe is me. Doomed to never realize the full depth of my good looks and charisma. <laughs> That's me. 
That's me. <laughs> that right was there. my favorite line, and I haven't played that much since. So God, I love like, that man. Oh, God. And just of his friend makes type. fun of him for it, too. It's great. <laughs> She's just like, really? <laughs> I don't know how it would work in, in, like, a real RPG game, but I would love to somehow incorporate the dynamic from the Nancy Drew RPG <laughs> oh, cast with, uh, with Nathaniel, yeah. um, yes. Paul, <laughs> And uh, the Mike Michaels, uh, but yeah, but Mike Ridgway, like that dynamic of <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul and Michael as uh, Frank and Joe Hardy vying for Nancy Drew Nathaniel's attention <laughs> was the best thing yeah. I've ever listened to. That was amazing. And I don't know how it would function I mean, as classes. It would definitely be like the the Shakespearean like side character like not main plot like it, yeah, would, yeah, it yeah. would be like it would be like in the rpg it would to be write like this the, now. the the characters like off to the side who are like having another conversation to sort of like break up the pacing yeah um but like and i don't know what classes they would be okay but remember the time joe when we did the nancy drew thing and you like got bit by snakes and shot and what, what else? What happened to you in the swamp? I almost, when I just I like did you? In a swamp you drowned in a swamp, <laughs> and I was just like, "Bye." And I Even left. though you had two characters, I did. Well, only one of them was there. Yeah, but like one of them could have died, and you could have still had a character. I only had the one. Every man for himself. <laughs> um, and then I had to go back for you because you were incapable <laughs> of going by yourself. I remember that. I was, it was funny. Gosh, you're so vengeful. I remember. I remember. I, was I really am. Michael test that, and he was just. So and I, fun. I was still new to D and D as like I. adding to skills, like adding to roles and everything. And I was like, "Wait, I could do this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Would that role have saved someone?" I'm like, "Yeah, Michael, it would have." Ah, it was so mad. I want to do another D and D cast. I gotta get back into that. I bought new dice, dang it. I need to use RPGs them. are fun. RPGs are fun. Yeah. RPGs are fun. This is this was a good RPG planning session. Someone needs to write this now. That's what the P in RPG stands for. It stands for fun. I demand that we get some form of content for this RPG that we've just come up with. <laughs> Maybe we can do it once we finish the secret of Mana RPG cast in like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gonna take a while. Uh, uh, hashtag Herper has a six pack. <laughs> hey guys, I have a question for you. Okay. What? I don't want to take, I don't not take some time to think about it because I don't want to catch you off guard. Okay. Um, but I was just wondering, again, in your, in your personal experience, Jesus. um, what okay. video games have you played in recent <laughs> times? Oh God. Uh, What's a video game? I don't actually video, play The video Oxford games. English Dictionary <laughs> no. finds a videos game. <laughs> the video game. a piece of media which one plays upon a screen. Ooh. Um, You put the console into the television. Not always. You can have a handheld console. endless entertainment due to your commands. What? You could have a handheld console. Um, <laughs> I am, yes, this is me, the presenter <laughs> of everything in the Oxford English Dictionary. This is what I've sounded Boo. like the entire time. <laughs> if you have not been reading the dictionary, as I know you all do, I don't know, as... with this particular voice, you have been doing it incorrectly. I, I've been to OED.com a million times, because I'm just that kind of dork, and I've You're never met you before. 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who wants to go first? Not it. Go first. <laughs> okay, Anna's going first. 
So I've been playing just a lot of games on my Switch recently. I got Undertale, and I played Ooh. it through for the first time by myself. Fun. Instead of watching a playthrough. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. It's a good game. I had a nine-year-old judge every single game on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> because he's nine. <laughs> he doesn't know any of these games. Had he played, had he played no. them before? He No, he only plays Fortnite. Because <laughs> uh, he's nine. So what, what, was the, what was the ruling? What were the rulings? I don't know. He was just like, he kept saying that's sad. And I'm like, what do you mean? Probably like, that you don't what have What does Fortnite. this mean? Like, whenever I would open up a game, he'd be like, that's sad. Like, I would start playing it and he'd be like, that's sad. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then we took turns being really bad at le- at the original Le- Legend of Zelda. I mean, mm. if you were showing him Undertale, that <laughs> that could make That is sad. <laughs> no, like, I was, I, I like showed him Stardew Valley. Oh, that's not sad. Yeah. No, exactly. I was just like, sometimes well, the meaning is kind of to relax. And, and I'm just like, oh, you just farm. And he's like, that's sad. I'm like, oh. I showed oh, Stardew Valley okay. to my to my 13-year-old cousin. And he was like, oh, it's, it's like Minecraft if you're lazy. And I was like, you take oh. that back. <laughs> Ouch. Boo. But I've also, I, I also got back into Ace Attorney. So I'm going <gasps> through the first game again on my phone. What other game? I've also been like trying to play a lot of games on my phone and my iPad recently. Reigns Her Majesty is another one I've been playing a lot, and it's a lot of fun. I keep getting killed because the church doesn't like me, or because the people Relatable. like me too much. <laughs> I I think I was going to start playing that one time, and I didn't. I probably should. Definitely should. It's a lot of fun. Especially especially since you can get it on your phone, it's nice to just kind of pull out and play. If yeah, you're I have way too many phone games right now, though. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm still playing Heroes, Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm still playing Love Nikki Dressed Up Queen. Damn it. Um, I can't get pa- I can't get to level four. I can't get to it, and I'm like, I dude, guess I'm not playing ever again. Talk to me afterwards. I have a killer website for you that'll help. Um, it it if you put your whole wardrobe in, it calculates it all for you, and it tells you what the best clothes are. Why don't you share it with the people listening? I'm it's sure called, there are people. It's called um Love Nikki Info. I think. Hang on, I have it bookmarked. So <laughs> I'm sure there are listeners who would be very Nikki, excited to LN get that information. Dot Nikki's dot info. If you Google Nikki's info, it'll um, go, and then uh, you can either, if you have an Android, you can, like, import your wardrobe in somehow, but I had to do mine manually because I have an iPhone and it sucked a lot, but it was worth it because (laughs) now I don't have to exert any effort. I just do the clothes, and it's great. So I've been playing that. Can I ask a short question about yeah, Love Nikki? Yeah, what, what's up? How did it spread? Because I know so many people in completely independent circles playing play this, it. what I would have imig- originally assumed to be a solid, but also very niche. Not niche um, as in, like, niche appeal, but niche as in, like, niche accessibility and, like, word of mouth. But, like, so many people play this game in completely separate circle, social circles, and I'm very interested to see how this game sprung into existence. Um, well, one of my friends told me about it. Uh, Facebook kept telling me about it, like, hey, uh, you know this game? I'm like, yeah, I keep seeing it. It's just like, hey, uh, wanna play this game? I'm like, not, not really. And then I kept seeing it, I'm like, I guess I'll try it. I like dress-up games. But, like, you didn't how. even know that other people were playing it? No. So they just had this huge marketing push, I guess, at some point. They have a huge marketing campaign. They, I see it on Tumblr a lot. That would make sense. I don't spend that much time on Tumblr, and those ads are probably not suggested to me. <laughs> I've seen it, like, once on YouTube. Like, once I had a YouTube ad, and I was like, hey, I played that. But I had a friend, like, tweet about it one time, 
and oh no you know i think we were talking and she was like this game is really fun you should play it and i'm like am i gonna get addicted to it and she's like it'll be fine and then like the next day i texted her and i was like why have you done this to me like i'm obsessed with a stupid game and she's like it's fine win yeah, is and your so, friend the Oxford English Dictionary guy? You're doing like this. <laughs> I didn't realize I did that voice. No, <laughs> maybe. Um, He's a friend to us all. It's me, Diana. It was me. I love. I love. You Nikki. just said you didn't play was, an Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, no, guy. no, that was Joseph, That's a completely true. separate person. You got from me. me right now. It's me on the podcast. It's good to see you again, Diana. All right, go. How's I love Nikki dress up the game? It's great. My favorite one. I hate you. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, then I guess we're I'm, not friends anymore. Yep. Uh, I'm still playing the Animal Crossing game on the uh, phone as well. Oh, Pocket Camp? I sometimes, because it. it's relaxing. And then on my Switch, I am mostly alternating between Octopath, Xenoblade still, because I'm trying to 100% it, kill me. And I just actually picked up Fire Emblem Warriors again because I was really stressed from school one night and I needed to beat up a large group of enemies. So I did that. It was great. I'm going to start playing my 3DS again soon because I looked at my Amazon and saw all my parents are getting me for my birthday because I hate surprises. So <laughs> I know it's getting me. It was an accident. It wasn't. I did it on purpose. Um, I also know the troll gift they're getting me. So that, that's going to be fun. I'm going to have to act surprised. I've been talking about how I want a cat at my apartment, and uh, they got me a uh, robotic cat. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not what I wanted. <laughs> but I will love it anyway. It's 2001, and they got you a Meowchi. Oh my god. <laughs> it's actually like a really no- Well, because my, my grandma wanted one for Christmas, so I, I looked, and uh, they got two. And so I know that that means one is for me. I thought they just got you one and with the hope that you would just re-gift it that to me. <laughs> no, they bought two, and one is the color that I know she wanted, and then there's another one. And I was like, mm. That would be some pretty intense strategizing. I know. Like, hitting two, like it's two gifts for the price of the one. The problem is, though, if they gave it to me, I would probably keep it, because I want a cat. And if this is the closest I'm going to get, it's the closest I'm going to get, apparently. This is my now, Diana. Yes. Cats are a lot of responsibility. Oh my god, you sound like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but listen, I don't do anything besides go to school and come home and study. And wish you had a cat. And wish I had a cat. And sometimes play video games. Okay, I've taken up enough time talking about <laughs> what games I play and also other things. So, um, someone <laughs> and else can your talk. desire for a cat. <laughs> I want Matt, a cat. what have you been playing recently? So, I'm a masochist when it comes to video games. I'm a completionist. And um, most games, when I pick them up is when I complete them. But one series that uh, I put off completing because it's always so grueling and takes forever is the Pokemon series. Um, but in recent years, mm. now that I'm an adult with okay. some spare yeah. time yep. and, and a propensity for hurting myself, I suppose, I am starting to go through each game uh, in order, each generation in order, and finally starting to complete the Pokedex 100%. Wow. It sucks. <laughs> I love it though. Um, in 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 May, I'm sorry. In April and May, just this year, I did um, red, blue, and yellow, and I didn't get any outside nice. help except for a Mew from a friend of mine who lives in Japan, because I don't want to cheat. So that's actually I'm going to write either an article or make a video about that experience because it needs to be heard. But right now I'm working on Gen Two, Please and do. I just finished up everything I can do in Gold, and I'm about halfway through Silver. 
and then I'm going to move on to Crystal. Wait, you're and doing start the each, grueling trading process. You're doing each individual one. Yep. No, you got to trade back and forth, man. Well, I wanna I wanna complete all three of them a hundred percent. So <laughs> I am trading back and forth because you have oh to. Oh my god! Sources. But uh, I'm doing everything possible in gold, then everything possible in silver, then everything possible in crystal, and then trading back and forth between the three guys. And from you are insane. I also love to it. Get Pokemon that don't exist in um, gold, silver, and crystal. So, uh, but on a lighter awesome. note that won't hurt me in my soul. Um, <laughs> I've been playing tons of Mega Man, and um, yes, <laughs> and I'm not talking just Eleven, although that is yes. the one I'm spending most time. Oh no! Look what you've done, <laughs> Mega Man. So, wait, Joe, you like Mega Hello, Man? Hello, welcome to the uh, uh, Mega Man cast. Who is this Megan Man of whom you speak? Mega Man. Mega, Mega Man. Man. <laughs> um, are, of course. Are you a Mega Man fan? <laughs> of course, with like Mega Man Eleven having just come out, I, I delved right into it because uh, I love Mega Man. So I guess I'm a, I'm a fit for this sort of thing. But um, in the on, on the weekend preceding the launch of Mega Man 11, uh, Nathaniel and I did a full Mega Man marathon of 1 through 10, which he's done a million times before. But that was my first time doing it in one sitting. And uh, now I'm replaying a lot of them, trying to practice, because I would like to stream my own ma uh, marathon of 1 through 11. And I'm hoping I'll be able to do that. Um, so Ooh, I've been fun. playing all of them. <laughs> uh, a lot. Whenever I'm not playing Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. So just, that, I mean, that's just like my perpetual state of yeah. fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mega Man 11, so much, all the time. Oh, yeah. Every time, all the time. I've been work. I've been mainly trying to get all the achievements. There's a bunch of fun little ones where it's like you go through the game, like doing different things. Like, go through the game, but don't use special weapons on any of the bosses. Mm -hmm. Uh, go through the game, but don't use special weapons on any of the mini-bosses. I did a run of that, where I got to the last mini-boss and forgot to not use a weapon ah! on it. So the whole f I, I ruined the whole God. thing. That sounds like something I would do. So that was fun. Um, but the, I, I like the achievement. The achievements are a lot more reasonable in this one. Like, there's nothing like, beat the entire game without taking a single point of damage. They're, they're a lot more reasonable yeah. this time around. Like, like there have been some where it's like, beat the game without getting a game over... And like without using or beat the game without using items and like the different difficulties in the different Mega Man, like the different difficulty settings that you have are like tied to different achievements. So like you don't have to do everything on the hardest difficulty um, to get the achievement. Yeah. So I think right now I need to go back and do the mini bosses one actually correctly this time. And I need to do I want to try to get the under an hour completion. Um, right now, just sort of playing it regularly, I've been getting, like, about an hour and a half. So I think if I'm, like, really focusing on optimizing, I should be able to do it. So, that's that. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I could have talked a lot about Mega Man this podcast. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Thank um, you. There's a lot of Mega Man stuff happening. Um, <laughs> I kind of, something that we've been talking, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but something that's been floated around is, like, coming out with podcast episodes that are like these really shorter episodes that are like maybe that are like two people talking about one specific topic like holistically <laughs> instead of this podcast where we sort of like hit on a bunch of different topics mm. and so one of them i know jetty jetty and james uh wanted to do uh one about 
emulate game emulation and ROMs and like the state of things on that. And then uh, I was pro I'm probably gonna do one about Mega Man because there's the TV show, the video game, and the movie now. Oh, wow! Like, what? what? Yeah. Um, there's no deal. Like I, listeners, you didn't miss much. There's not much beyond the Mega Man movie. Maybe question mark. <laughs> um, yeah, I did hear about that actually. I'm, but I'm I, I'd like to sort of address all of that at once. So look out for stuff like that in the future. I don't know. Like again, we're still sort of talking about it. But look, look for that in the future. Uh, I also been playing Advance Wars Two. Still, oh. I started playing the campaign again and going through it and unlocking stuff. Because I needed to play the campaign to unlock the rest of the other maps that I was playing. Um, I just skipped the level that I didn't like. Which means that I won't be able to unlock the lady who lets you use vehicle units real good. Oh no. But it's fine. There's another character that basically does the same thing. So it's not a big deal. But yeah, that's that's been pretty much it. And I think with that... We will do, I was about to say like my favorite, like my favorite thing, just because like it, that's a, th those are like a group of words that you can say together and it sounds like a thought, <laughs> but it's not my favorite thing, but it's like, it's, it, it's a cathartic thing. I, I do enjoy going through the end of podcasts, just sort of like we can slide down out of discussion into some nice familiar territory before we send you out into the world to play some video games and treat your employees with respect. And give them 60 um, days notice before you fire them. Yes, <laughs> oh, no. that was included yeah. in the treating employees with respect. Apparently some people don't know that! Um, and, and stealing five stars um, from your friend. That's, uh, yeah, I'm still sour. Stealing five stars from your friend! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cola Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, where you can find the review of Super Mario Party that we talked about earlier, as long as several other articles, links to all sorts of content, blog posts, news posts, all sorts of things like that. Other podcasts, are, you can find them there, too. Uh, if you like video content, you can also check us out on our YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. Um, you can find playthroughs. Right now, we have, Jetty just finished his Crystallis translation series for the end day. Mm -hmm. That was really neat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you should really check out those that. three videos. They're really interesting. You can find them on the channel. Uh, we also have Danganronpa back up, back at it again. James is struggling through that editing process, doing his best, and we really appreciate him for it. So you can find that there, and you can also find Dan Conlon uh, doing the uh, the pizza delivery boy, Paul, uh, our editor emeritus, and then and also Michael Gray, uh, their game that they made together. Dan Conlon is doing a playthrough of it that you can find on the channel right now. I didn't really roll my R's, but it sounded like I did maybe a little bit. <laughs> Not really um, at your best. It's, it's just fine. Um, don't worry about it. If you like podcasts, you can find other podcasts that we do as long as, as well as this one by searching for Game Cola on iTunes. And when you go to Game Cola on iTunes, you should rate us five stars if you like us. And if you don't like us, we're not on iTunes. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But also leave a review. Uh, rating and re reviews actually like really boost like podcast visibility on iTunes. And it like lets people know like, hey, this is a podcast worth looking into. So we, we'd really appreciate that. And check out some of the other shows that we've done, like Hacks and Slash, the video game um, fan fiction of questionable quality readings that we do, and the Secret of Mana RPG cast, where myself, Anna, James, and Jetty uh, go through a tabletop RPGized version of Secret of Mana. That's been really fun. Uh, there's also, I believe, 
social media if only we had an expert about social media here on the podcast to tell us everything we need to know about game cola social media hi it's social media Anna, time. Whoa. Of course. How could I have forgotten? <laughs> Were you here the whole time? It's time for the social medias. Um, we have a Facebook. It's Game Cola. We have Twitter. It's at Game Cola. We have a Discord. You can find that on our uh, places. <laughs> you yep. wanted to say Game Cola on our places. Third time, but you <laughs> there should be a link somewhere. Um, but I said, if not, just ask. Yeah, seriously, just ask. We'll we'll help you. We'll point you in the right direction. We're good and- people tell you to come party with us and talk about video games uh if you want to uh, hashtag our podcast i think it's hashtag the the jcpc am i right yep that's it that's the that's the hashtag so there's that that's a that's our that's our social media so yeah uh da, 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 you can also da, da, find da. us social media <laughs> you can also find us on twitch.tv slash game cola um yeah for streaming stuff i would like to thank uh Media xavier for the use of our theme song five is average off the album Mediocrity. You can find that on Bandcamp and purchase songs and listen to those. And you can listen to the full song if that's something that you are interested in doing. I think that is everything. So I will say the thing. This this I do enjoy because I like saying the thing that I say at the end of every podcast. That I do. I do very much enjoy that, which is why I do it. Have a wonderful time of day, wherever it is that you're listening to this, whenever it is that you're listening to this, and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. No post show today. Instead, if you live in America, I just wanted to say, remember to vote.